So I'm here to talk about something today, which I'm very excited about. But I think, in the wrong, with the wrong accent, it could sound something quite oppressive and terrible. The Shakespearean youth theater is a positive thing, right? Precisely, precisely. Uh, well, we like to think of ourselves as a force for good, I think, in, 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 in the maturation and evolution of these young people and their emotional intelligence. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 624, Shakespearean Youth Theater. Now in its 15th season, the Shakespearean Youth Theater in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota provides, according to its website, a world-class education in Shakespeare for Twin Cities teens. Logan Verdorn and Lucas Brazier-Fons, the artistic director and resident dramaturg of Shakespearean Youth Theater, met with me recently to talk about how the company formed, how it works, and how it seems like it could be an excellent model for other communities. My name is Logan Verdorn. I, uh, I'm the artistic director of Shakespearean Youth Theater. Logan's been with, with us with SYT since the beginning. I am a new transplant. My name is Lucas Brazier Fons, and I am the resident dramaturg at SYT. All right, all right. So, Logan, you're the Wiley veteran. Yeah, the Wiley veteran. So, I had been actually originally um, in. We, so, we started 15 years ago. We're in our. We started our 15th season this year. Oh so, my yeah. um, The uh, and then I left and went to school and this was so this was it was originally very much a just a group a group of people who were interested in Shakespeare got together and it was we were teenagers at the time and so we you know got my friends together we put on Midsummer. That was the start of the thing. That's great. Um, teenage nerds making the making the world safe for Shakespeare. Entirely yeah. teenage nerds. That's yeah. that's what we were. But the um, and what happened was actually it just we started work, uh, working and this was after I left. We started they started working with building uh, a really strong community of of teaching artists and and like just fantastic directors and and designers in the Twin Cities who are regular working and just you know in the top of their their profession and so um, and it was so it really when I when I had the opportunity to come back which is about three years ago Uh um, I'd been working at NYU um, at NYU in NYU at NYU Berlin um, before that and so I decided it had just grown into a model that was just so fantastic with this great community of of people and um, yeah. So it, so it grew from a th- so it grew from an organization of teenagers, kids, youth doing Shakespeare, and now it's dedicated to sort of helping teaching kids to do Shakespeare. Yeah. So essentially, it's um, essentially we are we're we're fascinated with with the the way that young people um, access and and create Shakespeare and work and, and their unique way of getting into the text mm-hmm. and um, and yes that was originally sprung from like just my own um, feeling like well I, I am a teenager and I am also great at Shakespeare <laughs> however I do <laughs> as Shakespeare would say chutzpah <laughs> as um, but yeah so as I uh, you know, as it's grown and um, built, built this great community of artists who are also supportive, very supportive of, of the teens. It actually is about a co- collaborative process um, with working professionals and teenage uh, teenage artists. 
actors and designers now. And do you find that the kids have um, an easy way into Shakespeare, an innate? Do you have to drag them to it, or are they kind of chopping at the bit to do Shakespeare? Um, I think, well, so I think in many ways, having worked with, with professionals on Shakespeare and, and adults on Shakespeare as well as teens, I mean, I just, I think that they come at it with, without as much baggage yeah. of the, the concept the, like, of what we think of culturally as, mm-hmm. as what Shakespeare, Shakespeare, you know, Shakespeare, the historical figure, the literary figure that we yeah. learn. Um, and so I actually find that we get, I get to see some of the most fascinating performances from, from young people working, working through it because they come at it without any idea of what it needs to be. And so it is immediately, um, interesting to our time like right now because they just they come at it from such an open space of just being them teenagers in 2018 of what Shakespeare means to them and not what it needs to mean to the rest of the world or even an audience precisely yeah yeah, yeah. oh very very cool so what 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 is it a is it a year-long program it is is it a, um, are there weekly classes how, how do uh, how do you involve the kids yeah, essentially. So we've we've built out over the last over the last three years. We built out of we do camps, classes, workshops, and then um, and then productions. Cool. And so, but um, the our core ensemble is the name of the program. They uh, this was this is what the thing that I'm most excited about Shakespeare and Youth Theater, and also the our our major um, program that we started with is it is actually a. Um, it's a weekly class that happens in the fall, uh-huh. um, and so we go for 10 to 12 weeks um, and really dive into the play. That we're just uh, just exploring what it means to the the students and what they are doing um, in in their lives that that directly that directly re- is reflective in in the text, and right. so um, and sort of building the aesthetic for the production and then go into rehearsals in January. So it's actually, it's about a, uh, um, what is that, a six-month is, is okay. six program and then we have workshops and classes that go on throughout the year. So you're analyzing a specific text with an, with an eye towards production. Yeah. So, okay. so, in, so we have. And this is. It's just a director's dream, really, is to have. Where we have a time with the actors, yeah. where we're just going deep dive into the text and exploring what um, and getting everybody on board. Right. What the um, the aesthetic and the and the drive of the of the of the production might be, and then move into a regular full produ- uh, rehearsal period, production period. That's very cool. And what wildly overproduced uh, Shakespeare. Shakespearean mainstay are you directing with these children? Uh, actually, we are doing Two Noble Kinsmen by Shakespeare and John Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the, the core ensemble production for this coming year. Credit must be given where credit is due. You know, uh, John Fletcher, it's his, it's his finally, this is actually the first time the Two Noble Kinsmen has been produced in the Twin Cities. So it will be the Twin Cities premiere, and we think it only fair that Fletcher, uh, as a cunning and able playwright also gets his due in the creation of this particular piece. Are you rebranding SYT to be the Shakespearean Fletcherian youth theater? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll be doing a lot of Henry VIII then, you know? We'll be do- we'll, we'll, we'll really... Well, so you're... I mean, it, it's not just Shakespeare. It's, it's not the most easily 
or readily produced Shakespeare plays that you're working on? And are there, I'll ask you, Lucas, are there dramaturgical reasons for this? Is there, okay. I would say part of our goal, in addition to um, ennobling and empowering youth to the performance of theater in Shakespeare, is providing them with a comprehensive Shakespearean education. And I... I Two Noble Kinsmen is a fantastic play that I and we both fully believe that. But even if it weren't, we feel that providing the students with a comprehensive understanding of the Shakespearean canon, like like the last couple of plays were Twelfth Night and Romeo and Juliet, and great plays in their own right. And we want to um, go towards the further reaches of yeah. the canon. Yeah. Uh, and Two Noble Kinsmen, in particular, being a play that I think traditional, I think traditional bardolatry in general has a tendency to devalue the plays that are can be dramatically great, but maybe their poetry le- works less well in an anthology piece. Um, okay. And Two Noble Kinsmen, I think, has some fantastic language and, and is so dramatically and cosmically rich and fascinating. Um, but reaching out towards these lesser-known works, the, yeah. the more apocryphal works of, of Shakespeare, is absolutely important, too. The curriculum and the educational process that we, that we have at SYT. Cool. Well, and I, I have to think that even children are sick of doing Midsummer. you know? <laughs> I, I hope so. I, 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 it's totally, yeah. Um, and yeah. like the challenge. They want the, the challenge of something that's like, um, un, yeah. yeah, hello. It's a, it's it's unplowed terrain. Well, this is and, totally new. And they've got and they've got to be wildly excited to be doing the Twin Cities premiere of Two Noble Kinsmen. I think that's cool. Yeah, and I think that that's also that's also um, something that's really exciting about about SYT is is bringing bringing students um, a, a, an experience that is about exploring what it you know taking them seriously and taking mm-hmm. the, and actually you know these are teenagers where where they're living I mean you know they're 13 to, to 19 years old or so and and I think that that Shakespeare's their their ability to create to create fascinating and interesting Shakespeare that is not only for young audiences not only for uh, their parents and yeah. friends yeah. but also but also a very a great a value yeah. to a wider audience yeah. is um, is particularly shown in, in our choice this year of doing two noble kinsmen yeah. because it will be one where we can say hey Minneapolis um, you've never seen this play before <laughs> <laughs> and you should because I mean you know it's one it is a very interesting thing to have it, to be on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen in a Shakespeare play, like yes. seeing a Shakespeare play. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, the kids are, are, are breaking ground on this new text, and, and, and the audience, the Twin Cities audience, is coming to this brand new thing, seeing it through these kids' eyes. I think that's fabulous. I'm Ben Crystal, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. 
Our 2018-2019 tour of William Shakespeare's Long Lost First Play abridged, The Ultimate Christmas Show abridged, and The Complete Works of William Shakespeare abridged, revised, continues this week in Chickasaw, Oklahoma, with a performance of Ultimate Christmas, and then continues on to 19 more cities featuring 11 different actors and three different stage managers. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Logan Verdorn and Lucas Brazierfons, the artistic director and resident dramaturg of Shakespearean Youth Theater in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Getting back to the dramaturgical aspects of it, are you saying that Two Noble Kinsmen um, is possibly more exciting uh, dramatically, theatrically, than it is rich poetically? I think uh, underestimating Shakespeare is always a dangerous thing. (laughs) And I think in this instance, scholarship simply hasn't caught up to the fact that we can now deal with the fact that Shakespeare had a hand in this. And so the type of language that is into Noble Kinsman, some of it is really extraordinary, Mm -hmm. but Shakespeare's dramatic skills didn't only extend to linguistic aspects. Uh, And so the world that he's creating is also incredibly um, exciting and and dangerous and unsettling. Um, And I wouldn't even say that it's a poetically lesser play. It's just ambitious in ways that I think people aren't used to thinking of Shakespeare as being a trailblazer in. Yeah, well, and and I asked, and I asked that partly because I've never felt comfortable uh, judging, evaluating Shakespeare based on the beauty of its language, because it's such a, a quality a value judgment, you know. And I'm not, and honestly, I'm not interested in beautiful language until or unless it has. A dramatic purpose or theatrical purpose because he's a he's a dramatist poet he's not just a poet um, so this sounds fascinating to me that you guys are really wedding these two ideas in this particular instance as a text that is relatively you know this is a this is territory that even outside the Twin Cities um, I think two noble kinsmen has a mostly kind of academic history of, of being produced it, it's kind of generally treated as uh, an item of Scholastic interest, if yeah. not necessarily a, a good viable, in, of, of like it's not going to sell out tickets. One wouldn't necessarily right. think, and you come across people who forget that it even exists in the right. canon. Right. Um, but it's fascinating because it's the last play that Shakespeare had a hand in in writing, and he's still pushing the envelope in ways that are completely unseen at the mm-hmm. time, uh, and creating this kind of terrifying universe where the gods are playing dice with people's lives uh, and you know bringing his linguistic talent to bear but also showing us uh, a a theatrical world without obvious precedent and and so what's the goal then for your kids for the youths that come out of the Shakespeare youths theater Um, are they are they uh, going into uh, theater are they going to be academics are they just going to go into their lives with a rich appreciation of Shakespeare well I hope all and Fletcher (laughs) and Fletcher (laughs) I mean I I hope I hope all all of those things right I mean so you know we have had students go on to to become to become actors or work in the theater in some in some way and many of them uh, you know realize their fascination with with 
the theater or yeah. you know one area of theater we work with great designers as well so they uh, you know and so yeah. um, <clears throat> but also it is I mean it, it, it's it's much more about about exploring the the richness of of his worlds that actually that sends that allows you to go go out and explore whatever yeah um, and that's I mean you know, we want not only would I encourage that, I mean, I think that that's, that's even for the actors and yeah. for the artists, that's deeply important. It's like, if, um, is to, is to gain a rounded, a yeah. rounded appreciation for, for humanity, the world, you know, the world that he had, yeah. um, that, uh, before, before, you know, focusing in on only artistic, artistic yeah. goals. Well, I do, and I, th I think that, the, the, you know, it's incumbent upon us theater artists to train not only the next generation of theater m makers, but the next generation of theater goers, Absolutely. you know. So um, I think this is really wonderful, and I hope that I can get up to see it maybe in, in, the tw in January, or March. Whatever. March, yeah, so it opens on March 8th and runs through the 17th, so we'll be going for two, two weeks. Cool. Um, and yeah, it, it, we're going to be at the Tech Box Theater in Minneapolis. So it's at the Cole Center for Performing Arts in Minneapolis, Tech Box Theater. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. For more information about Shakespearean youth theater, go to sytmn.org. And seriously, check out their website. The photos are amazing. Also, let me know, are there other companies around the world doing work like SYT? Send us updates about and shout-outs to other Shakespeare for young people via email to feedback at reduceshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks, as always, to Shakespearean Ute Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Edward Blum. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Ben Crystal, the co-author of Shakespeare on Toast and the Oxford Illustrated Shakespeare Dictionary, and a bit of a Shakespearean youth himself. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 624, 1870 seconds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. So I guess the one question I didn't ask you guys is whether or not you are using in your teaching as a foundational text um, pop-up Shakespeare. We were just discussing uh, pop-up Shakespeare this morning, and it's um, visual dramaturgy, uh, particularly relating to two noble kinsmen, as is its place not fitting into tragedy, comedy, even really romance, as, as, as pop-up Shakespeare extends into the tragic comedy. You know, it, it shows us that this is a, a genre that Shakespeare never really used before. And also, I just have to give a shout out to the Richard II moment of like putting the, the Kree of the crown on one hand to the crown. Oh, oh, that was great. That was a great. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a, Stroke of stroke of genius. <laughs> Exciting crowning action. <laughs> this podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduceshakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. So much less. So much less. So much less.